Hey, 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 Cavaliers. It's time for another Cavalier Coffee Podcast with your two favorite co-hosts. I am Bernie Strasbaugh. And I'm TK Pete. And today... For the very first time in the spring 2020 semester, yes. we have two additions to the table today. It's been a while since we've had four people at the mics. I'm pretty excited. Today's going to be um, phenomenal. You got to get closer to your mic, boo. Phenomenal. There you go. There it is. <laughs> um, so we have Adea Wright and DLS Rates here. On, oh, yeah. And they'll get a chance to introduce themselves here in a little bit. But first, this is Cavalier Coffee. All right, we're going to start off the segment just like we do every other segment with some cream in our coffee. TK, you want to kick us off? The cream in your coffee. Sure. The cream in my coffee for this week is um, Sodexo. And I'm going to tell you why. There was a lot of, um, we've been working on a lot of um, changes with them. And uh, the students have given us a lot of feedback. And what I really appreciate it is that this past week we had some pretty transparent conversations about where we're going with our dining experience for our students. And it went really well. I was really excited to know that um, as we're gearing up for planning for next fall, but also some changes for like our opening weekend experience and different Mm. things for the students, Sodexo, like, they were really flexible and very thoughtful about how we can use what we currently have in place and just take it take it to the next level and take it up a notch. And so I really appreciate um, their openness and the, willing, the willingness to receive the feedback, mm-hmm. um, but also not just receive the feedback, but put a plan in place mm. for implementing the feedback. Because, you know, sure. sometimes you can tell someone, this is what I feel about this, and then it's like, thanks, and then right. nothing happens. I really do feel confident as we're moving forward that some of these changes that we've talked about are going to be implemented and, you know, we will see even more out of our dining experience um, for this fall. So I just wanted to, you know, give them a shout out and thank them for their flexibility, but also their understanding and openness to receive so that we can just continue to make it a great dining experience for our students. Awesome. So happy to hear that. And I know I've been privy to some of that with especially with changes with welcome weekend i know that they've been really helpful with expediting that conversation so that's been awesome uh cream of my coffee this week is um kind of a preemptive one i'm going to say a special shout out and thank you to my graduate coordinators who are taking over the helm for me while i'm on vacation all next week um (laughs) very excited but also slightly nervous just because you know I typically do not take vacation in the middle of the year, Um, but I've been really kind of gearing them up for success while I'm gone, and they have absolutely no hesitations, which is a huge sigh of relief. So a huge thank you and shout out to them before I even leave. I leave in like 24 hours. Wow. So exciting. All right. Dielis, Adea, do you have any cream in your coffee this week? Yeah, yeah. I don't drink coffee uh, naturally. I'm not a coffee drinker. All right. Neither do I. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't either. But, she um, she talks about her tea. Nice. Yeah. But if I did, I would be a, I have a sweet tooth, so I would do two drops of cream in my coffee. Okay. Um, and so I have two people I would like to shout out. Great. One is my staff, uh, the graduate hall coordinators and the director and assistant director of Residence Life. Um, they've just been phenomenal as I'm about to take comps tomorrow, and they've been really mm. supportive of that. 
So I just really, really appreciate them for that. And then secondly, I would just like to shout out the Cavs Couture Closet. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Snaps. With that. They've been working really, really hard. They've collected so many clothes over the last week or two. And um, I'm really excited to see they get off the ground. Awesome. Thank you. Adea, do you have any cream? I don't think I do right off the top of my head. Okay. But just kind of just excited to to see where things are going. I know we got a lot of upcoming things this month. Yeah. Just looking forward to it. Yeah, I know you're you're relatively new to the role, I so yes. it's great to have you here. Thank you. All right, so let's get into the bulk of our conversation. Uh, one of the biggest reasons that we invited Adea and Dielis to be here with us today is because they both work with the Office of Multicultural Affairs. And um, that office is going to be sponsoring a lot of programming for this month specifically, as it is Black History Month. So first, uh, if the two of you could talk a little bit about what you do with the office and um, what the office does for our students, faculty, and staff here at Walsh. Uh, so I'm currently the graduate intern with Multicultural Affairs, and my primary role in the internship is assessment. Okay. And so what I'm doing there is assessing the daily operations of the department, uh, our programming, our budgeting, our resources, and then, of course, how that impacts the student population mm. here. And so what that is is some like data analysis. I'm collecting some data, performing some interviews every now and then um, to gain student perspective. And then I will compile all that into an assessment project slash proposal at the end of the semester that hopefully has some kind of lasting impact on the department. Very cool. Yeah. But day to day, you'll see me sitting over in the MCA area. Yeah. Kind of reading or doing homework. That's fair. Hey, you got to use mm -hmm. your time wisely. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Adaya, how about you? Yeah. So currently, I serve as the graduate coordinator for international and multicultural affairs. Um, so with this, I do work with both departments. Mm -hmm. um, so specifically, my role in multicultural affairs is um, acting as that liaison between students and um, the department. Mm. Um, so I think I want to make it my goal to kind of get to know each and every one of the students individually um, and act as a mentor. Uh, so it's a new position, and it's uh, still something we're all kind of figuring out. Sure. Um, I do have an office, and uh, so it's been nice because students can come in, chat, and I know I've been working um, with some students to plan out their, their homework schedule. So we'll look at the mm. syllabus, we'll look at their um, weekly schedule, and kind of like put in that time to, to get things done. Sure. Um, so essentially, I'm a mentor, and I really am enjoying it so far. Awesome. But good things, yeah. You're newly graduated, too, I am. right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, how is that influencing your role, if at all? Um, so, I think it's actually nice because I do have that. Like, I was literally a student weeks ago. Yeah. I um, just graduated in December. Um, so, with that, I think I definitely still have an adjustment on my own end working with. Um, now graduate school, um, which is very different from undergrad. Um, so I think it's nice because I'm able to relate to a lot of the students. Mm -hmm. um, and even though, you know, I've only been <laughs> only been a grad student for a couple of weeks, I have been an undergrad student for so long yeah. that a lot of the classes that they're taking, I've taken. And right. a lot of the tips and tricks that I use can still be applied for them. So uh, it's an adjustment, but yeah. I think it's it's good that I just graduated because I'm able to relate more right. with them. Right. Awesome. So you're both in grad school, yes? Correct. Yeah. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about what program you're in and maybe how that's also influencing your roles with Multicultural Affairs? Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, 
I am. We're currently both in the CHD program, which is Counseling mm-hmm. and Human Development. Yes. I am. <laughs> that is shouted out as you know one of their graduates. Yeah. Oh, Congratulations. Um, I, I am currently uh, about to try and finish the Student Affairs and Higher Education track, mm-hmm. uh, and even though that's my focus in the program you still have to take the core counseling classes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that one way that that informs my interactions with students daily is thinking about how I come off to them, um, thinking about the things that you learn in 560, which is like the intro class to mm. counseling, um, and just thinking about like what the students may be going through and how this can always serve as a developmental opportunity, whether it be for mm-hmm. education mm-hmm. or emotional development. Sure. Uh, and so you kind of blend the counseling skills because you can't ignore that aspect when you work one-on-one with students or right. when you work in a group setting. Right. So I think that uh, having that counseling experience definitely, definitely helps. One, because you learn multicultural counseling, mm. you learn how to deal with, not deal with, interact with uh, people of a lot of different backgrounds and, and cultures, but you also learn how to be personable and be you know, receptive when people are, you know, spilling their problems out to you. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, so I'm on the clinical mental health track. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this, um, I'm only taking three classes at the mm-hmm. moment, so I'm not as far in the program. Um, but a big thing that we're working on in, like, the entry stages of the program is um, interpersonal skills and mm-hmm. listening skills. Um, so those are things that I think will be applicable in any position, in any realm. Yeah. Um, but specifically with this position, because we are dealing with, we're interacting with uh, <laughs> students. And so I think a lot of times, even if you're not able to um, resolve or solve some of their sure. their problems, you're able to listen. And I think that in itself is, um, is valuable. Yeah, so. makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, can you two speak about any programming that you know of that's going on for Black History Month and really um, any work that you're doing with educating our students in regards to Black History Month? Sure. Uh, I know that BSU is currently running their social media campaign um, every day of Black History Month. They are spotlighting and highlighting a historical figure, Mm. um, giving out facts, uh, quotes, things of that nature, just to kind of showcase the the large history that is black history here mm-hmm. um and then of course we have a couple of different programming efforts coming up i can't confirm some dates i do know about the the movie that we're trying to go see but mm. i don't know if, if we have that confirmed or not yet so we're currently in the works of sure. um getting together like a a group of students to see um, Just Mercy, which is a, mm. a film that just came out, and it's um, a true story where um, an innocent man, an innocent black man, is wrongfully committed and sentenced to death row. Mm. So the story tells uh, of his journey and specifically of a lawyer who's also black. He's working to not only advocate and fight um, for justice and equality, but to um, show the importance of, like, speaking your truth. Mm. Um, so we're in the, the process of getting getting that, like, a theater um, rented out so that we can take a group of students to see that. It's open mm-hmm. to anyone. Mm-hmm. That's um, cool. So it's not been confirmed. We're still sure. working with prices yeah. in the theater. Um, but that is something that we are aiming to get to get uh, completed this month. so Very cool. Yeah, we'll definitely keep everyone in the loop. Yeah, let us know. We'll post it on our social media whenever you get it confirmed. And of course, we would love to uh, have BSU host uh, Black History Trivia. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, we 
we did start the conversation about that as well. Mm -hmm. um, I know UPB is working with uh, Multicultural Affairs for mm -hmm. a Diversity Cupcake event that we're yes. very excited about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's going to be on <laughs> Tuesday, February 25th from okay. 11 to 1 in the David Center Atrium. So it. you come and pick your cupcake, your icing. Color icing is like for whatever major you're in, and there's a whole bunch of different things that the different toppings and whatnot represent, so we're excited about that. Um, anything else that you have in the works right now? You can even talk about any efforts coming out of the office in general for the rest of the semester. Okay. I was going to say, I think um, we just talked about it the other day. We just talked about it the other day. There's... Um, <laughs> See, now I'm far away. I'm like, <laughs> um, uh, doing some more um, collaborative events with other departments on campus yes. through Multicultural Affairs and like with um, Black Student Union. And I know we had, um, one of the things I, I did want to say that it's happening already is yeah. that Multicultural Affairs is hosting these Wednesday enrichment. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I was going to say, that's a big one. I was going to say, maybe if we can talk a little bit about that, because that's an important resource on campus yeah, that I, I don't know that. that students really know, like, what that is and where to find it. So can you guys talk a little bit about Wednesday enrichment? Absolutely. Uh, so enrichment happens um, biweekly on Wednesdays from 4 to 6 uh, in the North Founders Room here in David. And the entire goal of enrichment is to provide a space for academic achievement, and for uh, some kind of development for the students. Mm. We noticed that uh, a big retention risk for multicultural students is usually academics, mm. and we are trying to close that gap by providing a space that is dedicated to the you know, improvement of their academics, but also fostering some kind of skill building as well. Mm. So in the first one, it was more so like a study hall kind of introductory. Uh, this past... Uh, Enrichment session, we had Mike Jundi from the library come mm. and talk about um, APA versus MLA, um, proper citing formats. I still don't know. Paper writing. <laughs> it's tricky. Uh, Maybe I should have come. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he gave out a really, really nice sheet with a lot of tips and tricks on That's it awesome. for how to like, properly cite things. And I'm still not citing things properly. Oh, no. Because I'm my final semester of grad school. So I was like, oh. It's <laughs> Thanks for the tips. It's really helpful. So. Keep that laminated in the yeah, back pocket. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, definitely we want to like make sure that we keep that going so that people know that there is a space where you can come. Yeah. Ask for help, for tutoring, anything like that. Get some homework done. In a, in a very, and also, there's dinner right next door, so you don't have to worry about right. Food Can't aspect. beat that. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. Very cool. Great. Love it. T, do you have any questions for our special guest this week? Sure. Mm -hmm. I can always think of a question. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, like, what do you think um, is the Biggest thing that you've learned in your work, mm. um, even you know, even a lot of day just ever since you've even started working yeah. um, for the department, what is the biggest thing that you've learned um, about yourself, but also the population of students that you're working with? Ooh, good question. Mm. Um, I don't know. That's something I kind of have to think about. Um, but I do think the biggest thing that I've learned. Um, about myself within this role is kind of that there's a need and like a purpose for me in this role. Um, so I know like even just kind of... <laughs> right, we snaps to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know even just kind of like finding what I wanted to do or even if I wanted to go into grad school, um, a big thing that I was looking at is where my interests lie. Mm. And I knew that I wanted to work with people, specifically with um, college age and younger. Um, but I didn't really know in which aspect I wanted to work with them. Um, and so with this position, it kind of just showed me that I don't have to try to, like, fit into any type of position, but kind of just, like, 
use skills that I already have or interests that I already possess. Um, so with, with that, I think I've actually just kind of been um, just kind of like not setting goals for myself as far as like you have to do this, you have to do that, but more so letting um, the students kind of like engage at their own pace. So I'll um, sit in my office, I have my, my door mm -hmm. open, and um, just kind of like having people come in and interact. It's really shown me that I don't need to be X, Y, or Z, but um, I just kind of need to be present and available. Um, so that's been a lot for me as far as growing as a person and um, eventually probably as a working professional growing <laughs> into um, the career that I'm aspiring in as a counselor. Um, so I think it just kind of emphasized my, my own interests and passions. So it's been, it's been a good growing experience for me so far. That's awesome. Do you hear that, people? <laughs> Adia has said, you don't have to fit in a box. So <laughs> Just true. take the things that you do well and let it guide you. Absolutely. Love that. <laughs> so true. What about you, Um, For me, it's not so much something that I've learned that's new, but it's more so something I've confirmed, and it's really what's informed my assessment project, uh, is that having the space, um, having the support, having some kind of resources that are geared towards uh, underrepresented students mm. matters. And that's something that I'm working to demonstrate through my assessment project um, because the whole reason that I even went through this, this entire journey of coming back to grad school and doing all this stuff is because of the experience that I had in undergrad. Mm. And that experience was formed and shaped and largely happened at what's called the ODA at Miami University and it's right. the Office of Diversity Affairs. Excuse me. And I spent a good 80% of my time <laughs> in Miami there. Um, it was a hub. It was where I got social interactions. We got career services resources. We got academic resources, X, Y, Z. And so seeing the impact that that had on me, because I was not the greatest undergraduate student, <laughs> um, and I you know, could have fallen down the wrong path and all this stuff, but the people there kind of got me together and also, you know, modeled success and modeled mm -hmm. hard work and discipline and kind of inspired me to want to even seek out those resources and be better for myself. Mm. And I'm just one person, and I know some people got a lot more help than I got. Sure. Um, because, you know, pride and all that. But, <laughs> um, but, you know, even that small, you know, it wasn't always a small thing, but sometimes it went a long way for yeah. me. Um, and so seeing here the effect that, you know, just – there are, like, at least 50 people that come to try and talk to Dr. Long a day. Yeah, um, at least. Easily. And, yeah. yeah, and that might be lowballing it. And so, like, <laughs> the effect that she has on the students and the effect yeah. of just having the space has. Sometimes people mm -hmm. don't even need to talk. They just want to sit in the area. They want to, you know, yeah. be around people. They yeah. just want to kind of, you know, get away from whatever. Um, that is effective, and that is important, and that is valuable. Mm -hmm. And so that those are the things that I am... Um, of course, I, I know these things already, but it is definitely confirming and validating that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was like, great first guest this I semester. Know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. Um, it's going to be hard to top it. I oh, know. Gosh. So <laughs> you both have dual roles across campus. I mean, you've worked in multiple offices. Um, I know Dr. Long, uh, you spoke about her a little bit. She also has dual roles. Can you uh, explain to our listeners and tell them a little bit about Dr. Long and uh, maybe where they can find her and even the two of you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Dr. Long is currently the um, field placements coordinator for education mm -hmm. um, for student teaching, and then she's also the director of multicultural affairs. And her office is in David, 
uh, right where the cafe used to be. I feel like the students here don't know about the cafe. No, so probably not. It might be a dated space yeah. for them. I know. Actually. It's been a while. It's, it's been a little weird. bit of time. Yeah, so like right across from the reception desk, sandwiched between the reception desk and the bookstore. Oh, yeah. You can't yeah. miss it. There's going to be seven people standing there. <laughs> At um, least. At all times. <laughs> At least. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she's there. That's also where Day and I's space is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, she has an office in Hannon. If you mm-hmm. if she's not, if she's not in David, she's most likely in Hannon if you ever want to go and see Dr. Wong. She's a great person to talk to. She's almost like a mother to a lot of the students yeah. here um, and a really great strong role model. Mm-hmm. Love it. Do you have anything else that you want to ask, TK? No, I am... I do have some... You some, have some fill up your cup? You always come more prepared for fill up your I cup do. than the rest of the episode. I mean, it should, because it's my favorite part. It's my favorite part where you, we get to talk anecdotally about things that are super duper important. Which mm-hmm. so. I, we, we missed a new part of our entire podcast this week. What did we miss? Remember you wanted to start the word of the week? Oh, yes. I didn't get to. Yes. So yes. the very first podcast we did this semester, mm-hmm. she did. She decided that she was going to pull this out of her back pocket without talking <laughs> to me. Boom. I was like, oh, making executive decisions here. That's fine. That's why I'm an executive. Hey. <laughs> so on the fly, I was like, all right, you say the word and I'll look it up. So what's your word this week, ma'am? Okay, you ready? Yeah. Magnanimous. Wow. <laughs> Magnanimous. I, like, I stay prepared with the word of the week. <laughs> so do you want me to give the definition first, or do you want to no, no. give your TK definition? No, you can give the actual definition, then I'll give my nice little spin. All right, so magnanimous, it is an adjective, okay. and the definition is generous or forgiving, especially toward a rival or less powerful person. Mm. Speak right. on it, T. Okay, so... When I'm thinking about mag- magnanimous, I'm, when I when I think of it, I think about um, the ability to be gracious, mm-hmm. to have grace and mercy on other people, which is very biblical, right? Like very aligned with like who we are as an institute. <laughs> Come on, we can do it. We can do a nice little spiritual um, in That's, the background. Don't it's Black History Month. Don't do that. That's how like jingles get started on That's this how, episode on this podcast. We had, we had Ben Walther on here, and oh, they made a yeah. jingle for Fill Up Your Cup. <laughs> I made a jingle on the fly once. Oh, that's how jingles happen. So that's unless you want us to I use it forever. <laughs> if you know me, I'm all about the jingle. Listen, hey, you're more you. welcome to do a nice little, little bit. Mm, I'm ready. I'm well, ready. We'll edit in some church organ in yes. there. <laughs> yes. All right. Cavalier Coffee Podcast goes gospel. Ready. Okay. But magnanimous. Back to it. Back to magnanimous. Um, I think that why this word is important is because I don't know that we as a people do it enough, Mm. Um, particularly in community. One of the things that brings communities together is not just the things that go well, but when things don't go well. And it takes a lot of magnanimous people Mm. to keep the 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 connection. Um, that is so important within a community because, like, when tragedies happen, like, sometimes you have to be gracious mm-hmm. and thoughtful and 
you know, I call this like being the bigger person, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. you're giving somebody something that they didn't necessarily earn or deserve, mm-hmm. much like Christ gives us. You know, there's so many things that we don't necessarily get right, and still he blesses us and helps us and protects us. And we have the ability to do that and emulate that that uh, great characteristic and the things that we do even on this campus. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be someone who has, like, hurt you or harmed you or maybe done something that was, like, inconsiderate um, in some way, you have a choice. We always have, like, we have no control over what other people, and I say this a lot, we have no control over other people and Mm -hmm. what they do or how they respond, but we always have control over ourselves, what we say, what we don't say, what we don't do. And I would just encourage um, our listeners today to try to be more magnanimous, like thinking about being thoughtful and gracious, even where people don't deserve, because sometimes you never know what people are going through. And sometimes, you know, well, oftentimes people are a product of, like, their experience, yeah. their upbringing, their day, their lack of experience, their emotions. Like, there's so much. Yeah. And if I have the opportunity to potentially ch- turn something around or um, I was talking to somebody this morning, we were talking about planting a seed. Mm. Magnanimous behavior plants seeds mm. because it lets people know that they're worthy of grace and mercy and being forgiven in tough situations. Yeah. And, and we see that. Um, you know, across our country, especially in the face of, like, major things. But we, I would love to see more of that within our campus community with each other because nobody's perfect. Nobody gets it right all the time. Like, we often fall short. Yeah. But knowing that you can come back to work the next day or come back to class the next day and then someone's not going to necessarily have it, like, hovering over your head or, like, beating you down with the truth of what's happened is, is something to look forward to. And so... Yeah, just encouraging folks to be more magnanimous in, like, what they're doing with each other and give people a little bit of grace. I mean, it's cold outside already, <laughs> you know? Just a little bit. Just a little just bit. Just a teensy-weensy little bit because it can it can literally make the difference. I think yeah. about some of the students even that we've been able to, like, retain to the university. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of that has come from magnanimous conversations yeah, where yeah. maybe it didn't go well, but we said, okay, we know it didn't go well. Right. But we still want you here. Right. We still want to try to figure it out. And then sometimes it's been them doing that for us because we haven't necessarily gotten it yeah. right. We haven't necessarily um, done what we should have. And they say, you know what, I'll, I know that this is a mistake or maybe this shouldn't have happened, but I still want to be here. I still want to be connected right. and them giving us another chance. So I think it's really just about um, making, like, purposefully, like, forgiving people, like, loving people on purpose, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and despite. Yeah. Not because, but despite what they've mm, done. Right. So like there it is. So was that your word and your fill up? Yep. Or? Was, okay. Ooh, All right. A twofer. A twofer. Yeah. A twofer. Sometimes that happens. Fill up your cup. Um, All right, so my fill up your cup for this week, I am actually going to speak on experience a little bit. So um, we talked about I am obviously preparing for vacation next week, and I have been cranking things out this week. I feel like I've actually been doing the work of two weeks in this one entire week. Um, But I will say I have learned a hard lesson this week. And that is that I am a procrastinator. I'm going to say it right now. I am a procrastinator. But I have also figured out why I'm a procrastinator. I was recently listening to a podcast. Okay. And, hey, talking about a podcast on a podcast. 
Um, <laughs> it's a podcast inception. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was recently listening to this podcast, and they were actually talking about people that procrastinate. And they said it is studies have found that people that procrastinate are also perfectionists. And the reason why a lot of them procrastinate is because they know they don't have the time to get things done the way they want them done. I agree. And I said, <laughs> oh, there it is. That is my life in a sentence. Hmm. There it is. And so this week, I literally looked at everything I had written down on my to-do list, and I said, all of these things absolutely positively need to get done before I leave at noon on Friday. There is no if ands, or buts about it. And I said, I don't care what the condition is. As long as it gets done, that's all that matters. Because Mm -hmm. there are people that need the product of these tasks for next week in order to be successful. And that's all there is to it. Let me just tell you, I felt, I was talking to Odea about this before we even started the pod. I felt so relieved as I was falling asleep last night because Mm -hmm. I knew the bulk of the things that I needed to get done were done. They may not have been absolutely perfect, but they were done. By the time I rested my little weary head on the pillow last oh. night, and I felt that much better coming into work today. I was here, mind you, at 6.30 this morning because I still had other things to get done. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, but I still felt good about the things that I needed to get done. So mm-hmm. my advice is if you are a perfectionist slash procrastinator like I am, Take the time to just get something done. And don't put it off because you don't think you have the time. Even working on things five, ten minutes at a time really tends to make the difference in the long run. So that is my piece of advice this week. I think that's the deepest advice I've ever given, actually. I mean, you win. I run underneath the surface. But I'm feeling it right now. So you ready? And so here is the follow-up to... about the procrastination. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have a a, a couple, well, a few short tips that will help you Mm. to transition from procrastination in a healthy way. Take a deep breath and get started. Just sometimes just getting started is Mm -hmm. half the battle. Also, making sure that when you start your projects that are the most difficult or you know are going to take a lot of, like, uh, mental energy that you do it with the right attitude. So Mm. just telling yourself, I'm going to go into this, like positively assuming that I have the skills, I have the knowledge, I'm competent, I I have all the materials I need to do it. And that typically will help you to push through Mm -hmm. and get it done. Mm -hmm. Also, this one is my favorite. Breaking it down a smaller task, right? Yeah. Yes. So, so true. So instead of like, oh, I have, and I, you know, and I actually just talked to a student about this the other day. They had a 10-page paper, and they were like, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. It's 10 mm. pages. There's yeah. so much to do. And I said, have you thought about this? When is your paper due? And they were saying it was like t- two weeks right. from when we were talking. And I said, okay, so what can you reasonably commit to in an hour? Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, I could, I could pretty much get like, I could do a page within an hour. And I said, so how about this? Instead of doing cramming, as sometimes people (laughs) often do, nine of the ten pages the night before it's due, why don't you just work backwards and start tonight Mm -hmm. and take one hour and do one page? And then put it away, go on about your business, do whatever else you need to do. Mm -hmm. And they were like, I never thought about that. And I said, and if it's two weeks from now, you have ten days plus an extra bonus four days before it's actually due to get it done. Yeah. That was the advice someone gave me when I was um, uh, starting to work on my dissertation. Just like, because yeah. that thing is like 200 and some pages. I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> no, but they said just start with, you can do, you may not be able to do 
And actually, um, it was uh, the director of the um, of the CHD, the Student Affairs Track, um, Dr. Alvin. Love yeah. him. He, he like he's the one that told me that he was like, you may not be able to do all 200 pages, right. mm-hmm. but you can do one. I yeah. was like, yes! One yeah. is better than none. One is better than none. So just doing that and then also giving yourself an opportunity to reward yourself. Celebrating yeah. the small. So if you do that one page, celebrate yourself. Go get some coffee or in our case, DL is some tea or juice or something. <laughs> and just reward yourself in small ways. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So. Were, there, were there more tips? Was that everything? No, that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. So I will say, too, um, what I did at the beginning of the week and what I've been doing a lot lately is I will, like, write out a to-do list. And usually, like, I add to that list more than I feel like I'm knocking things off with the exception of today. Um, but what I'll do is I'll look back over the list when it's, like, when I have things finished at the end of the day. And I'll put a little highlight around the checkbox if it's a priority item for the next mm. day. Oh, so it. I don't rank things, but I'll highlight it if it's important enough that I need to make sure I'm paying attention to that first thing the next day. Also, something that really, really helped me this week, and I know students don't really use their Outlook calendars as much as we all probably do, but I did it. So I typically when I book a meeting, I usually plan for longer than I really need because then if the meeting ends earlier, I can start being productive more early. Um, but I also blocked off any of my free time this week, and I put a title on there saying, this is what you're working on during that time. It was so insanely helpful. And a day, it sounds like you kind of do that similar yeah. with, with students when you were talking about the homework schedule. Mm-hmm. I know I've done that with students before as well. So I will suggest, like, even if you don't really use your Outlook calendar, plan out every minute of your day. Even if that means you're planning 15 minutes to eat, you're planning 30 minutes to do your self-care before bed, plan out your time because if you get something done before your your schedule says you were supposed to be done, then you can use that time for free time. You can do whatever you want during that time. Apparently, DLS dances during his free time. Yeah. I love it. Hey. <laughs> All right. So, do you guys have any, yeah, any, you have advice any advice for our listeners, just from you know, from your own perspective and and being part of the Walsh community? I can kind of. So for me, something especially that I wanted to work on, I'm not too big on New Year's resolutions, Mm. um, but this year I kind of did want to hold myself to a different standard. Um, And I'm working on my motto this this year, and hopefully it's a life motto, is progression instead of perfection. So I know. (laughs) I don't think that's my words. I think I I took that quote. It doesn't matter. I don't have ownership to that quote. But I do think that it's something that I'm working on because I know especially – it feels weird saying undergrad because it was weeks ago, months ago. <laughs> but especially in undergrad, I know that I was so overly involved. And I think I managed everything well. And I think I did a like a good job committing and fulfilling my commitments. But I think it was too much. Mm. And so, um, like, with being overly involved, it's like, all right, I've got to do the best at this. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Um, and I didn't stop and think, like, wow, I'm doing a lot. I'm getting everything done. Instead, it's like, did I do this enough or was that good enough? So now looking at things as more progression instead of perfection, it's like, all right, I'm doing this. Like, right. is it an A++? Nope, but I'm doing it to the best of my ability right, right now, and that's enough. Um, so I think that's kind of like an advice, a piece of advice that um, it's been working for me. I am not afraid to say no to things when I'm too busy. I'm not afraid to reschedule some things if, I, if I'm able to. Um, but, like, I think that's just part of, like, self-care and putting yourself yes. first. Um, 
So that is my tip for this year. Progression, not perfection. I love that. I got to tell you. Write it down, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Saying no when I first started, like, my graduate program and and everything like that, like, it started the graduate coordinatorship, Mm -hmm. I had the worst time with it. So if you already have that figured out, you're well on your way. (laughs) For sure. That's half the battle. It really is. It really is. Especially because, like, right now you're trying to make a name for yourself in the grad program, but also professionally. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I felt a lot of pressure to say yes to everything. So Mm -hmm. you're well on your way, for sure. All right, what you got, D'Ellis? All right, in the words of the great black philosopher Demetrius Harmon, very simple, you matter. Uh, And so what I mean by that is... um, I don't know who needs to hear it. If you're listening, this is for you. Um, You are worthy of respect, uh, dignity, whatever time you value is valuable, and people ought to respect that because you matter. And there is a space and a place for you in this world, on this campus, and anywhere else you feel that you find yourself. Um, One thing that I feel like students here struggle with a lot is finding meaning in their experience. Uh, They feel like they're going through Mm. the motions. They feel like some things are tedious and unnecessary. And some of that may be true. Some of the things that you do in college are a means to an end. Um, But it's the journey that matters more so than the destination. And while you're on that journey, you need to be able to think about, all right, what can I do right now that I value uh, instead of trying to fit into, as I was talking about earlier, a box? Because Mm. no one does. No one fits into a box. So... Whatever person that you feel like you are, whatever hobby that you like, whatever it is that you feel like you're interested in, indulge in that. And then the people that are supposed to be around you will be around you. Mm. You don't have to change who you are to be around others. You don't have to conform to certain things in order to feel as though you belong. You belong because you are and you matter. Listen, I got all the goosies. Mm. Like, I'm waiting for... Um, like in church, after like when you hit that, That was it right there. Yes. Like, write it down, folks. Yeah. I think that was a great one to end on. I agree. All of this advice has been, like, insane today. I got to say. Like, I think this is the best fill up your cup we've ever had. I agree. So, I don't know that we need to say anything else. Is there anything else we need to say? Oh, I do have to say something else. Yes, ma'am. If you're a freshman and you're listening to this, the Discover Freshman Retreat is coming up. It's February 21st through the 23rd. It is off campus. Dialis and I will be uh, chaperoning. Uh, It's going to be... It's going to be quite fun. I'm excited. I'm excited um, for this, too. So it's $5 to register. If you would like to register, uh, check your email or find Eleanor Crater. She can help you out. Also, um, a couple other people, Michael Clark, um, Abigail Nadler, uh, Tori Thompson, Alyssa Karoleski, I think that's how you say her last name, Kristen Bunk. Um, I know I'm missing people. This was, a bad, this was a bad move on my part, trying to list names. <laughs> I, just, okay. I apologize if I missed anyone. It's the crew, the Discover crew. It is crew. the crew. Mm-hmm. So find any one of those people, and they can help you out with registering. Um, it is off campus, so we do provide transportation. We feed you all weekend long, and that's not just your body. We feed your soul, too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm feeling some good vibes today. I love that. Oh, and also, if you don't have the $5, don't let that stop you from signing up because we have some wonderful departments that are um, available to help um, Mm -hmm. uh, defer, like, um, they got five. Yeah. 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 Uh, So I think that's everything. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything to share? I want to thank you guys yes. for, yes. for, for kicking us off on the on the guest tip. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we really enjoyed having you guys on. Definitely, for sure. Uh, so if you are listening to us on any platform, it's probably iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can find us on social media, on Facebook or Instagram. We are at Cavalier Coffee Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Cavalier Coffee One. If you'd like to email us, we are Cavalier Coffee Podcast at gmail.com. That was everything, right? That's it. Usually, like, I just go, and sometimes I feel like I miss something. You so, did. that was everything. All right. And with that, stay caffeinated, Caps. Woo! <laughs>